Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's what we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard and enjoy the ride. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of So You're Ready to Date, the podcast. It is the middle of November, and we all know that that means the holidays are now upon us. And while we all love the holiday season, we also know that it can be a bit stressful at times for a lot of varying reasons. And one of those reasons can be our dating status or our non-dating status, whatever that may be. So today we thought we would dive right into some of the stressors and some of the things that might surround what our dating life looks like through the holiday season and really just talk about how to navigate some of the stressors and some of the differing things and differing stages of the relationships that you might be in throughout this season. Now we covered this Uh, last year about this time season two, we did a whole mini series about dating and the holidays. So you'll need to go back and listen to those. You don't have to have listened to it to make sense of this week's episode. But if you're looking for a little bit deeper dive into dating and the holidays, we did talk about it in season two. But really, we just want to talk about the fact that the holidays, while they can be fun and joyful, can also bring a differing sense of impending doom and dread, depending on what that dating status is. So we always want to encourage you to just show up as yourself because that's enough and you're fine and you're good, regardless of dating status or undating status, whatever, (laughs) however you might fall in that spectrum of having dating somebody to not dating anybody to all the way to married for a number of years. This is all about giving you self-permission to avoid that crazy aunt, grandma, dad's friend, co-worker. <laughs> and they're like, who are you dating? It's a crabby question. It just is, especially if you're going through a season of not being able to find people who will meet your standards, or maybe you just had a breakup, but that you haven't really told anybody about. It is okay to be single at the holidays. It is. Give yourself permission to show up just as you are. Give yourself permission to not answer that question. Give yourself permission to leave the room and take a break, step outside and walk away from those questions if you need that break. And when you're thinking about it from a perspective of showing up at a company event or at a holiday party, feel free to bring a friend. You don't have to bring a date. Take your best friend with you instead. And that way you're not showing up single, even if you are showing up single. That's always an acceptable alternative, too. I mean, sometimes even if I do have a boyfriend, I'll take my friend with me instead if he doesn't want to go. So just because you are coupled doesn't necessarily mean that you always have to show up as a couple either. That's a good point. Uh, I think there are always people who are maybe better at those social situations. And sometimes that's who you want to bring. As an introvert, I definitely want to like bringing my extrovert friends when I do (laughs) stuff like that, because it's nice to have that bit of balance. Last year at about this time, it was in December, I started dating uh, my current boyfriend and So if you're in that new relationship, sometimes the holidays can feel sticky as well because you're like, oh, I don't know if this person is sticking around. It feels fun. It's kind of a good 
beginnings of a relationship, but you also shouldn't feel pressured to bring somebody home just because it's the holidays and just because you have somebody. That is always a decision that takes a little bit more thought, a little bit more time. So taking your time before diving into meeting the family, because more likely than not, it's not just going to be mom and dad and maybe a sibling. It could be... mom, dad, uncles, cousins, anybody you haven't seen all year round because the fam holidays tend to bring everybody together. So knowing that it's okay to say, I'm not ready to meet your family. I'm not ready for you to meet mine. Taking your time with that very big and important step is also important as well. We've talked about that in the past too and feeling pressured and remembering to take it slow. And just because one party in a new relationship might be ready to take that step doesn't mean that the other person is. So even if you're ready for them to meet your family, being respectful of the fact that they might not be ready to meet your family, it doesn't mean that they don't like you. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be a long-term thing. But meeting your family might mean something different to them than it means to you. So not letting that sabotage your relationship if the other person in the relationship isn't ready to take that step and meet your family either is something to maybe keep in mind when you're talking that over through the holiday season. Well, I think you you know, you know have those people who are like, yeah, I introduce anybody I'm dating to my family. And then you have like maybe the other side of the coin. I'm like, I only introduce people I'm serious about to my family. So yeah, leaving room for there being all varying degrees of experience. Like, you know, there are people who don't kiss on the first date, who wait three months to kiss or who for a variety of reasons, you have your rules (laughs) for dating. And it may be that unless you're around for six months, you don't get to meet anybody. So yeah, it's always about respecting what the other person needs. And as always, communicating why you're thinking this, what your thought is behind. This is why I do this particular thing. It's not that I don't like you, but in X amount of time, yes, I would like us to start meeting that. So it's always about communicating your expectations so that there's not room to interpret, what did they really mean about this? Does it mean that they don't like me? Does it mean this? No, it probably doesn't. (laughs) But you have to tell the other person, this is why I need to wait. But I remember when I first started dating my boyfriend, he did not want to meet my family right away. And I was not about to force him to meet my family. However, I wanted to go to a play where I had a family member, a young, little, a little in my family, was performing in the play and I wanted to go see it. And he had agreed to go as long as we didn't have to sit with my family in there. Like, let's go get our tickets. Let's sit someplace different. Just you and I. And okay, that's fine. And it was really interesting because it's a small theater. I don't know how he thought we weren't going to run into my family. And sure enough, we did. So he met my family in passing at this play when he didn't want to meet my family ahead of time. So there's also odd different situations that come up too. So I just say this as a, it wasn't a formal introduction but it was a way that he was comfortable with or a situation that he was comfortable walking into where he still got the the brief introduction, but he didn't actually have to sit down and meet my family. And it was over the holiday time because I believe the play was the Nutcracker that we had, had gone to. So it really was over the holidays. So that was his brief introduction to my family over the holidays when we first got together. 
And we're going to have a specific separate episode about how to introduce your special someone to your friends and family, but maybe reconsider the holidays as something for an established relationship (laughs) that maybe they've met a couple of times in a slightly more relaxed setting. But we, again, we're going to talk more in depth about good ways to integrate a new relationship into your friends and family. But we wanted to talk about the holidays and your special someone because we're like on the cusp of all the big ones, right? So say you have somebody, they're coming home for the holidays. What now, right? (laughs) How do we do this when you may have different traditions? You may have different ways of doing things. I think my biggest panic is always going to be, what time do these people wake up? Am I going to be awake too early? Am I going to be awake too late? I don't want these people to think that I'm (laughs) sleeping in. So there can be a lot to navigate when you're talking about holidays and dating and relationships. And we're going to cover some things. So hopefully you'll feel a little bit more relaxed or better prepared if you've decided that you want to do this thing over the holiday. That's interesting that you bring out the, am I sleeping in too long? Am I getting up too early? What's that? Because I think we all have different stressors when it comes to going home for the holidays or walking into our significant other's family dynamics and family settings for the first time. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the ones that I have. And that's actually not one that I've ever had, but I do have one when it comes to, okay, well, how is how is the bathroom situation going to work? Like, is the bathroom going to be right there? Like, is that, are we going to have a bathroom that's going to be just away from everybody else? Or is the bathroom going to be right there? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Are they going to be able to hear me pee? I don't know. I don't really like that idea. Am I going to have to turn the water on? That's one that stresses me out. So everybody has the thing that kind of stresses them out. So I just found it interesting the first one that came to your mind was the was the sleeping in or not sleeping in when I'm first thing I'm worried about is where's the bathroom and is it going to be clean and is it going to be far enough away that they can't hear me pee? Well, uh, thank you for adding a new one to the list. because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one hadn't entered my brain, but now it is. So, you know. <laughs> But it is a fair one. I think for mo- for me, it was always the fact of like, am I going to have to make small talk with people that I don't know well? Because I remember in college, I was far enough away that I couldn't go home for things like Thanksgiving. When I had like longer breaks, yes, I went home, but I was a good 20 hours away from where I lived. So it wasn't feasible to be able to drive home for stuff like that. So I would stay with a couple of roommates. I would go home with them. And so I think that's where some of that came from, where it was like, oh, I don't want to have to make small talk with her dad. (laughs) That's just weird. And so, yes, it was about what is the situation of like, when is my roommate going to be up so that I can go up and talk to her? Because that I can do. (laughs) Fair, totally fair point. I think, and you know, when you say that, that that totally makes sense. Uh, But you know, the other thing, my boyfriend's family is very much a touchy-feely family and they hug. They hug in the mornings, they hug before they go to bed, they hug when they first meet you, they hug all the time. My boyfriend hugs my parents way more than I hug my parents. He hugs my aunts and uncles, he hugs my parents, he hugs everybody in my family, and I'm like, what? You you hugged my brother? Weird. (laughs) You know, like, oh, my niece and nephew? Yeah, I'll hug them, but the rest of the family? Weird, I don't know what you're doing. So it's, it's just different to me because then I get there and I'm like, okay, I, I'm hugging these people that I don't know. 
you know, and I, I hug my friends and that's fine, but it was very, that's another thing is, okay, am I going to have to touch people that I don't know or people that I don't know going to touch me? And so the small talk goes right into that personal space issue for me. And that's the same type of thing that I, I worry about a little bit too. And I think it comes back to like preparation. It's like preparing your person to be like, okay, is what we're talking about Christmas is we're talking about the holidays. Like, okay, do we open presents on Christmas Eve? Am I expected to have presents for these particular people? Or are we doing some sort of gift exchange? What does Christmas morning look like? What is kind of giving, it doesn't have to be like minute by minute, blow by blow, but giving people what to expect, especially if this is the first time celebrating a major holiday. Uh, as we were preparing for the episode, we were kind of talking about that. And in my family, if you weren't married, you didn't get to share a room and a bed. And I can remember it was only one holiday that my sister and her fiance and I had gone to my parents for Christmas and we were all on air mattresses in the family room because <laughs> they were not married yet. So they could not share a room. And I, I feel like looking back on it now that maybe I was an unintentional chaperone <laughs> to make sure nothing went on because my parents are fairly religious. And that was just something that, you know, I know that they never got to do. So I'm sure it just carried on. So making people aware of what to expect, I think is only going to help them feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit uh, more prepared and know what to expect so that there's not this blow up when they show up and they're like, what? You mean I can't sleep with you? Let people know what's going on. And you're welcome to disagree. That is. But you have to remember you are a guest in their home. So unfortunately, you don't you don't have to like the rules, but those are the rules. So <laughs> your significant other can talk to them and make some other arrangements. That's fine. But it, it's one of those things I'm like, I don't want to say it, like watch your attitude, <laughs> I guess. It may not make sense to you, but it doesn't have to make sense to you because it's not your house and it's not your rules. But knowing ahead of time, I think is only going to help people get your mind wrapped around. This is what's expected of me when I show up. I think that's a good point, right? If you are going to be with your significant other, even if you don't like the rules, it's respectful to respect the family's rules and her family's or his family's rules and be there. And I think it's also important when you take your significant other home with you, check in with them. If you're seeing all these people in your family that you haven't seen for however long. Maybe it's been years since you've seen some of them. Maybe it's been a few months. Maybe you see them once a year and you see them every year at the holidays. Whatever the case may be, but you're having a good time. Remember that this could be the first time that your significant other is meeting some of these people. Remember to check in with them. Remember to say, how are you doing? Remember to do introductions. Remember not to leave them on their own the whole time. And I know that that seems like common sense, but when you get wrapped up in whatever it is that you're doing and having a good time with your family, and maybe there's a few drinks happening, bottle of wine here, or whatever the case may be, or you're out there playing football with kids in the yard, or whatever it is, there can be times when your significant other is just sitting there kind of at a loss. And if for some reason your family is not making them feel welcome, or if they're a little bit shyer and not fitting into your family as seamlessly as you would like them to, or they're having a little bit of a hard time making that small talk, 
make sure that you're there to help them and checking in on them and helping that transition go well and smoothly. Because just like you want them to love your family, they want to love your family and and may just need a little bit of help. And remembering to be conscious of that and helping them through that process is going to make that smoother for everyone. Well, and it's something we have talked about in the past of like giving yourself breaks. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity, especially if maybe you're taking them back to your hometown of being like, hey, I'm going to take so-and-so for a drive and show them my old high school and take them around town. And maybe that might just be enough of a break to be like, okay, <laughs> it gives them a breather. It gives you both some time together because yes, you're going with the intention to visit family, but it's still nice and important for you to, to have your alone time. But maybe there's like a brother or a cousin or a sister-in-law or brother-in-law that they maybe have met before. They feel kind of comfortable around and it's okay to enlist you know, trusted family members to be like, hey, so-and-so gets really overwhelmed with this. Can you kind of help them if you see that Uncle Ernie has cornered them again or for whatever reason? Because it's hard to always keep your eye on whoever you're trying to help. But maybe there's family members who you trust to be like, hey, if they feel a little bit overwhelmed, do you mind sitting outside with them or helping give them an excuse? So use your family wisely <laughs> if you mean to. And make sure that you're giving enough breaks and you're taking some time and, and letting people have that place to decompress because maybe they don't come from a big family and you're dumping them into the middle of a family thing of like 40 plus people and they're used to like five or 10. So giving people space to acclimate to a bigger family, especially if that's not what they're used to. Not only remembering what they're used to, but also remembering the introvert versus extrovert type of personality. Just because they're outgoing and they're social doesn't mean that they don't need that time to recover. I'm a very social person, an outgoing person. I'll talk to anybody, but I'm also very introverted. And if I don't get that time alone to recover, it drains all of my energy and I have a really difficult time making it through an extended visit when I don't have that time to just sit and recharge by myself. And my sister-in-law, she is an extreme introvert and she's shy. And I remember one holiday and it wasn't even, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving, but it was the 4th of July holiday. And we talked about going out on a boat and she about had a panic attack being trapped out on not one boat with a bunch of people, but we were going to take two boats and tie the boats together. And she was going to be on two boats full of people and where she couldn't get away. And it about gave her an anxiety attack. And it was, okay, you stay here. I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry. I will explain to everybody. We're going to take your kids and you go take a nap. So remembering to take care of your family members or your brothers or sisters, significant other, your significant other with those introvert, extrovert tendencies and making sure to help them fill their cup so that they can make it through those extended visits. And to extend each other courtesy, right? To grace some a little bit of understanding because while you know these people and <laughs> you can get frustrated with them and it's okay to understand that your other your significant other may just be meeting some of these people for the first time. And so I think it's just giving everybody some space to be like, yes, I may need to just hide in the bedroom for half an hour so that I don't lose my ever loving mind because that would definitely be me. And I think extending that understanding is hopefully you know this person well enough to be like, 
It's not that they're trying to be rude. You just know that they may have reached their peopling limit and give them a break, give them a chance and then let them come back. Because I guarantee, especially if there's alcohol involved, there will be a lot less tears, a lot less anger, a lot less maybe frustration and upset if we just let people be who they are and within reason, are you right? You know, it's like, you can't just be like, well, he's just going to go up and play video games for six hours straight just because he's an introvert. Sometimes that's a bit of a cop out, but is understanding that, oh yeah, I think they just took the dog for a walk because she needed some air. And that might be the time that they needed <laughs> to be able to come back and start talking with people again. So as best you can, under finding some understanding and some grace for the people as it's a holiday and emotions run high. And if you're on the other side of that and you're the one meeting your significant other's family and you're the one in that situation, communicate and ask for what you need. Maybe it's a, hey, I need some air. Can we take a walk? Will you take a walk with me? Will you give me five minutes? Pulling them aside and just saying, hey, let's go take a walk. Let's take the kids for a walk. Let's take the dog for a walk. Let's go do whatever it is so that you can get that time alone so that you can have that conversation and ask for what you need what you need if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and you're feeling like you're going to lose your ever loving mind and that's okay too because it is important to take care of yourself because all in all that energy comes out and it does come across and just as much as you want your family to get along with your significant other they want you to get along with their family so making sure that you are taking care of yourself so that you can put your best foot forward and be the best version of you in that scenario is also important and guess what what you need might feel inconvenient does not mean that is any less important and needed to be asked for. So yes, it may feel inconvenient that you just need five minutes or to take a bath or to do whatever it is, but they may be, you know, bringing out the eggnog or whatever it is. It's still valid to ask for what you need. And even if it feels like it's going to be something of an inconvenience, I guarantee it probably will be forgotten. Maybe it won't, but it's still important that you voice what you need because nobody can help you if you don't tell them what you need. And it's okay if it feels like it's going to be inconvenient right now. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? In 15 minutes, can we go take a walk? In 15 minutes, can we go do this? And that way you're not pulling them away from something, but you're still saying, hey, I need this time. I'm giving you this right now. I see that this is happening right now, but in 15 minutes, I need to take care of me. And I'm telling you this right now and I'm asking for what I need. So knowing that you can put a time on it too. And it, if it's feeling inconvenient and you're feeling like now is not the time, but I can never find the time in this situation. And it always seems like something is coming up. Find that moment and say, hey, I know that right now it's not good, but in 15 minutes, I need your I need your attention for a minute. I love that suggestion. That's a way to be to still ask for what you need, but also to hopefully make it work within the confines. So we want to know what is your favorite meeting the family holiday story? Was there a fun new tradition that maybe somebody new introduced into your family that now is just a given and maybe the person still isn't there? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you've long since broken up, but you still do the party game that this person <laughs> introduced you and the whole family to. Or maybe you have a meeting the family holiday horror story. We're open to that as well because good, bad, we kind of want to hear it all. 
So make sure to drop us an email at so you're ready to date at gmail.com with any of your holiday dating relationship or just in general questions, stories and whatnot, because we want to know we're nosy like that. But we also want to make sure that we're covering the topics that uh, are interesting to you and that you want to know more about. Thank you so much for joining us for another wonderful episode. And we will see everybody next week.